Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than The Podcast. It's your host James, as always, here to give you guys more of the greatness, so we're going to jump right in. Um, yeah, it's Saturday. Uh, we're almost to summer, which is really cool um, because that's when my birthday is in June. And yeah, the year's just kind of trucking right along. So I mean, I'm excited. Um, uh, you know, excited. <laughs> but uh, other than that, man, everything has just been wonderful. How you doing? Hopefully you guys are doing great. Hopefully life is looking up. And yeah, that's all we can hope for. All that some can pray for and just keep it moving. So today we're going to talk about a few things uh, that I got on the agenda. I want to talk about uh, video game emulation, more specifically uh, emulation station. Um, also want to talk about <clears throat> um, Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. <laughs> and I uh, want to talk a little bit of about uh, Disco Elysium and uh, I had a couple of questions. I wanted to know if Final Fantasy 15 is considered a bad game and is Elden Ring too big? So let's start from the top with the emulation station. Man, this is something um, that like, I don't know how many of you emulate uh, video games. I think the majority of people that I interact with are more legacy collectors, uh, meaning that they basically just go out and, and get physical media so they have the actual consoles they have the actual cartridges or you know uh, cds or you know whatever era or genre that they happen to collect um they basically do it physically and see me i would do that honestly if i had that much uh time <laughs> like i think i think a lot of that just involves time because at the end of the day, like it's it's so funny to me because when like thinking back to when I was a kid and I was playing like Nintendo and Genesis and SNES and stuff like it was never a thought that like, yo, I need to hold on to these games because, you know, I'm going to want to play them when I'm 30. Like nobody thinks like that. Um, well, now they do. And, and it's so crazy because. <clears throat> You know, it wasn't until the height of, you know, peer to peer sharing where you realize like, yo, I don't have my Nintendo anymore. Uh, you know, like the Internet kind of made you think about all the stuff that you, you, you know, you didn't have. And moreover, it made you think about the things that you never got a chance to experience. And I think that's the most important thing as far as um, emulation. Um you know, and more notably emulation station. Cause I got that joint on my uh, steam deck Psh, it is it's everything that it can be. It's everything that I want it to be. It's, it's exactly what I want it to be because what it does for me is that it allows me to contribute to the remembrance of games that I have experienced. And it allows me the opportunity to experience games you know, I I, I want to say in their original state, but I know people will argue that, oh, if, you, if it's not on the cartridge and an actual console, it's so different. It's like I don't really have time to argue semantics. But, you know, like if if I can afford to, you know, secure Chrono Trigger, um, you know, with time and effort on my emulator, as opposed to, 
you know, uh, you know, buying it on Steam or whatever, then to me, that is more of an investment to the history of gaming. And that's kind of how I look at it, um, because it's because it's crazy, because like when I look at my when I look at the titles that I actually have through emulation and and I used to be so specific uh, when I first, you know, began emulating games. And honestly, it was because I really didn't tap into the understanding of how far I could go. I didn't think that I could possibly do as much as I've, I've been able to do uh, now. You know, like I used to just keep it simple. Oh, let's just get a NES emulator. And then it was like, I wonder if I can do Genesis and I wonder if I can do SNES and, you know, down the line, down the line. Um, but now it's just like it's like holding all the power in just one hand and it's crazy and you know like there there's <clears throat> you know for the most part again i look at it like it's in a it's an appreciation to the history of gaming you know uh it, it, you know it's crazy because i like i don't think that or I don't believe that kids today appreciate the well, let's not say it like that, because because the way that I reacted to, uh, you know, a Sega Genesis under a Christmas tree is probably, uh, you know, in comparison, the way a, a kid today would react to like the newest iPhone, like if it's a console, probably not so much, but if it's a phone then, you know, they'll give the whole Nintendo 64 fist bumps and, you know, and crying and all that jazz. Um, but in that same stroke, they're never going to they're never going to turn around, you know, 10 years from now and try to emulate the style of their old phone. Like we're talking about, you know, the way that we entertained ourselves as kids and as adolescents and growing up. And just not missing a beat. And, you know, like, again, going into going into all the, the multiple facets of gaming that existed. Like, I remember when I was a kid and I would have my friend talk to me, talk to me uh, in Greek because I had no idea what he was talking about. You know, it was like, oh, you know, um the Neo Geo this and, uh, you know, ROM the one and a half that. And I like, I don't know what you're talking about. Metal Slug this and, you know, and now it's like I actually have the resources to kind of look into the history of what was referenced to me as a kid because I had no clue. And of course, you know, if, if I ever got a clue and I felt like it was my prerogative to ask for a Neo Geo on any given birthday or or, uh, you know, a holiday Christmas, you know, um, I, I couldn't I couldn't feel as warranted to have received something that was, you know, like at that time, astronomical in, in its price. You know, like that's the one thing I remember, like 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 I'll tell you straight out the back me as a kid me and my brother we grew up together and we never ever ever got consoles day and date of when they released 
you know, um, not even within the year. I think the NES was was probably the only one, but it wasn't even bought for us. It wasn't ours, you know, it was, you know, it was for someone. It, it was owned by someone in the family. And we just happened to be kids who were interested in, you know, this device. And, and it was just so strange, you know. So like my my first console was more of an inheritance as opposed to, you know, a wish upon a star. I never had that opportunity. And I remember when the Sega Genesis came out and we wished and we wished and we wished. Dude, we didn't get <laughs> we didn't get a, a Sega Genesis until Sonic and Knuckles was out. By the time Sonic and Knuckles was out, I think the original Sonic franchise had three games out already. So we were well behind. You know, and and and, you know, that's not to say like, oh, you know, your your childhood was so effed up. It's like, nah, it wasn't like that, because, again, there there's certain things in, you know, in my memory in childhood that I remember that just would never happen today. Like I remember, you know, my friends would walk down to my house or my neighbor's house and you know, with a, with a SNES under their arm and like, Hey, we're going to play street fighter all day long. And that's what it was, you know, Oh, you know, you got the Sega Genesis. We're going to play bill Walsh football all day long. I didn't even like college football, but I would just sit there and play that game all freaking day. Um, I remember going over to my friend's house, um, who lived a few doors down and it used to be the funniest transition of gaming because, it was always like, you want to come in and play some Streets of Rage? Yeah, sure. Well, we got to wait till my dad finishes columns. Like parents don't even play games anymore. Like, and oh, I used to sit there and watch his dad just wreck columns like it was nobody's business. Like going so many levels up, the blocks are going super quick. And then he turned around and be like, I bet you can't do that. And I could never get past like the third level, which is in like level three. You're still in tutorial mode. So like it was just never going to work. But yeah, like we never, you know, the experience of games changed so much from, you know, you know what it what it was when I was a kid to what it is today. And I'm I'm actually very thankful that things like Emulation Station exists because it allows me to, you know, recapture a lot of the experiences that I did have and also you know, uh, close in on the experiences that were, you know, that may have come by, you know, uh, in a mention, you know, like somebody just says, like, I, I've never had a 3DO or a Philips uh, CDI machine. I think that's what it's called, but I've never had those machines, you know, um, I never had a Neo Geo, but, you know, I never had a Jaguar, never had a TurboGrafx-16. Um, but with the technology that's out today, it's like if I feel like I want to play Monk's Adventure or Kasumi, uh, I think it's Kasumi Warrior <laughs> on Jaguar, uh, Kasumi Ninja. That's what it's called. Yeah. Really crappy Mortal Kombat ripoff game. Just so crazy. My at my actual favorite uh, games that I actually play on Emulation Station, because like, again, I got like so like obviously I got the NES and it's so crazy because like with the NES like I have no first party NES like Nintendo games like none 
whatsoever. None. Because those games never appealed to me. I don't know why, but as a, as a kid, those didn't appeal to me. What appealed to me was like the the little crazy little games like Deja Vu, you know, um, like um, what else do I have on? Like Dick Tracy. I used to love that game. Um, uh, Dracula's Curse, uh, Castlevania 3. You know, it, it was super funny because like I would get into you know, playground fights over street uh, over uh, Castlevania, because uh, I would argue like, you know, because I because I was I'm, I was so analytical and just always thought about everything. So, you know, oh, you know, uh, Simon Belmont, and it's like, no, well, Trevor was the first vampire. No, Simon. No, actually, it was Trevor. And, and like, you know, like as kids, you don't know how to like break it down. It was just usually like, oh, he was the first person I saw. So therefore, he was the first vampire hunter. But like people weren't reading and I was totally reading. That's why, like, you know, like uh, uh, Dracula's Curse is like one of my favorites. Um, you know, Sega Genesis, dude, like. I don't again, I don't have any of the first party games. It's always like the little side games that mean something to me, uh, like Forgotten Worlds, like uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, uh, uh, which I think was I think that's the name of it or Ghouls and Goblins. Or, yeah, because because it because on because the regular name is Ghosts and Goblins and they change it on Sega Genesis. And I still to this day believe that the Sega Genesis version of that game is like the best. Um but yeah, like I like uh, uh, Thunder Force three. Like these are game. Like oh my god, I just it was so crazy. I actually just ran into a game that I used to play at my friend's house, and it was just one of those long forgotten games. Like I was just kind of thumbing through, you know, some of this archive, and I saw this game, and it's called Street Smart, and it's this, it's this little crappy, um, you know, kind of a beat 'em up fighter kind of sort of hybrid like not really street fighter but not really final fight you know it's just it, it was but it was fun as a kid it was super fun and so downloading it and playing it it was just like yo <laughs> like i don't remember much about this but what i do it was this was a big part of my childhood um what's really crazy is realizing how much you suck at these games now because like i was playing thunder force 3 and i used to be the man in that game and i can't even get out of the first level now like i can collect all the all the um you know the weapons and everything like that and because it's a side-scrolling uh uh space shooter and you know you get your little power-ups and everything and your ship is just this huge freaking force by the time you even get to the boss but boss comes out and he just wipes me and i'm like yo i used i used to be so good at this game that i used to be able to get all the way to the final level with no losses of life none and then i would just basically waste all my lives trying to you know uh fight the final boss but outside of that i used to be the man and i'm like now i'm like losing in the first level this is insane like this is crazy, but I get, but you know, I, I, I think a lot of it just has to do with my lack of familiarity with, <clears throat> you know, like, like, I don't remember, you know, like, I don't, I don't have the, uh, the, uh, you know, unconscious reflexes that I used to have with the game, you know, and that's just to a lot of it. You know, I even play like a lot of, um, 
like I was what was up I was playing some some arcade games and was playing some Mortal Kombat and it's super funny because like people people go through the motion of saying like oh Mortal Kombat 2 is like one of the cheapest games you know to date like they are so cheap it was just so hard you know by the time you got past like the third person and I never realized any of this as a kid but I do now and it's like yes you're right this is stupid cheap and I don't understand you could even if you even if you manipulate the board and put the game on its easiest setting it's like no the the game is meant to just take money from you and that's exactly what it's going to do um I even remember like when I was like there was a time because I actually I actually did do that for a while I remember like around the first couple of times because I've because I've emulated in spurts you know, like I've, I've had several different computers and, you know, been in several different environments and, you know, in each spurt, it's kind of like, oh, I wonder if I can do this. And I at one point I was able to get um, Terminator 2, which is I mean, it is heralded as one of the most, you know, uh, just it, it's such a quarter eater like it like. There's just no way that you're not going to spend like twenty five, thirty dollars to get out of, you know, at least the first two levels. Like it's insane. Like the first level is just crazy. I think I, I think, you know, like on an allowance of like five dollars, if I decided to to, you know, start at Terminator 2, then it would easily take the fight because, of course, of course, you gravitate towards the whole continue like that. Like, man, they they had a lot of these game companies had like the best method to get you to keep going. And Terminator 2 wasn't that special. You know, it's just kind of like the numbers and the countdown. But a lot of other people, you know, like they'd have like the hero with, uh, you know, with the TNT in front of them or, you know, a blade coming down to their gut with demons holding them down. And it's just like, oh, I got to save them. I don't want them to die. <laughs> you know, it's like stuff like that. But nah, dude, like with Terminator, it was like, you know, you, you were sitting there shooting this gun. It was like a light gun shooter. And you just were so invested. And then you just kept dying. And even when you got to the boss, it was like by the time I got to the boss, I was completely tapped for coins completely tapped and there was nothing I could do. And it took me, it didn't, it only took me a little while to realize like, yo, you can't keep playing that game. Like not that one. You're never going to get through it. It's never going to work. Even if you have somebody that's there shooting next to you, you both are literally losing $5 in less than a minute and a half together, you know? So the machine is just basically taking $2 in two minutes and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I just I learned quick. But then but again, when when emulating, it's like you take a game like that and you just sit there. And I think I've probably tapped it in for like 50. I didn't actually I kind of got bored before I could even get to the completion of the game. And it really doesn't make anything for me in the sense of an accomplishment. If. I'm beating it more because of the coins as opposed to the skill. And that was something where I was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to stop because if I if I'm not if I'm just not good enough to just make sure to clear this screen out, you know, and do it all on, you know, minimal 
investment as far as as far as the coins, then what am I doing? Because nobody in their right mind would seriously sit there and spend like 50 bucks to beat a game. Nobody. At least I would like to think that. But, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, um, been emulating a lot of stuff. The only the only thing that's really bothered me, though, with the emulation station, and I think it's more on my part, because here's the thing. I don't I don't know crap about Linux. I think I said that in my last show. I don't know crap about Linux. And I do know about certain, you know, PS2 emulators and whatever. But man, like it's just it's too much at this point. I don't like I don't invest that much time into researching and doing all the the heavy lifting. Like I used to be the tinkerer and the person to figure stuff like that out. Like now I just want stuff to work, you know, and it just sucks because I think like between the PS1 and PS2, those are probably two of the more pivotal consoles as far as my you know, growth as a gamer. Um, and there's a lot of stuff I want to experience again on the PS2. Like I would really love to sit and play some fatal frame too. I'd really love to sit and play some rowdy out of stories. And yeah, I can't because I can't get the PS2, um, emulator to, or emulation station to, you know, act right in that respect. But I don't know. I mean, I guess it'll take just a little bit of effort. Maybe, like if I'm really pressing myself for it, but I mean, outside of that, it's just kind of like when you got, when you got a number of other systems that are actually working and you still got your steam deck is, you know, like steam deck proper, like, yeah, it's kind of inconsequential, but anyway, yo, what did you guys think about Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness? I actually went out and saw it on Thursday. Um, which was funny because I was listening to a radio show and they were saying like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, Dr. Strange is coming out tonight. I was like, yeah, right. Like and, and here's the thing. Marvel. Marvel in their mainstream effort have been so absent that it's easy for me to forget because I remember like in the first wave of like their movies, you know, the Iron Man's the captain america's and all that stuff like it was super easy to just like dial in and wait the years that they say it was going to take like i haven't really been invested so much in the in the films this wave where i'm like waiting like i'm literally forgetting about everything like i haven't seen much of anything they've done on disney like i i didn't even i didn't even go through hawkeye um i didn't watch moon knight um yeah, it's just it's like it's a weird place as far as how I'm looking at Marvel right now. Um, I feel like they should have just kept their foot on the throat of the uh, of the entertainment industry and just kept pumping out movies. But, you know, it just kind of feels like it feel it feels like they took a bit of a hiatus. I mean, I know they've, you know, put out properties here and there. And, you know, yeah, we had Spider-Man, this, that and the third. But, you know, like we know what MCU is on the major level and Dr. Strange is a part of that major level. And man, it was some good stuff. It was some good stuff. Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Um, this was probably my most anticipated film outside of the normal wave because, because of a few factors. So the first was because they were, you know, was, you know, touted that they were bringing Sam Raimi back uh, to Marvel properties, uh, you know, not so much through 
uh, the deal that they have with him and Sony, but just to kind of have him come to MCU proper and put his, you know, his spin on making uh, a prop, uh, a good Marvel film. And the other thing was, you know, when asked about how this genre, how this was going to line up in a genre, you know, it was like, I, I had been given the heavy impression that this was going to be a horror film. And I was like, yo, I'm very intrigued by that. I am super intrigued by that. A, a Marvel horror film. I was all about it. I was like, yo, l- let's do this. And you're putting in one of the major characters. Yes, let's go. Because, you know, I'm still kind of jaded over the whole Disney aspect. You know, I still feel like there's a lot well here but here's what i'm going to say i think disney is getting to a point where they understand that money is money and you can make it regardless of how people feel about the image of how you're making said money and and they're willing to put particular properties on the line to make money in a filthier way than normal. And I'm super about that. I am all about that. And that's exactly what Dr. Strange is about. They I like, look, I'm talking all this jazz and I can't even tell you what the rating of the movie is, but I can tell you no spoilers, just being dead honest. There is a lot of murder going on in that film. There is a lot of killing in that film. This is a horror film. You do not take your kids to see this film. I went to I went to go see this on Thursday. And there was a there was a now now here here's the thing. All of the killing and stuff that was going on, I think that's incomprehensible to, to children's minds. I don't think that they can understand, you know, when a neck turns this way or, you know, a person falls down that way. They they don't understand that. But when they play something out to show you, you know, the, the true horror and the nature of, you know, what a person is willing to do in order to, you know, dig into, you know, uh, the adversity that is in front of them, bro. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and I literally heard a child uh, get escorted out of the uh, theater like he cried the I want my mommy cry. It was that cry and it was not fake. It was absolutely real. And all I could do was just smirk because I said, that's exactly right. You're not supposed to be here. This isn't for you. This isn't Iron Man. This isn't, you know, this isn't your, 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 you know, your, uh, this isn't the standard, you know, happy go lucky film that people would expect, you know, and I, and I think that if Marvel and Disney are willing to invest in that particular understanding of certain properties, they're going to be OK. You know, you got to understand that in the universe of Doctor Strange, a lot of weird shit happens. So invest in all that weirdness and just aim for the sky, bro, like just let it all out. And that's what they kind of did with this one. And I'm so again, I'm not going to spoil this film. I'm not going to talk so much about, you know, the plot or anything. But one thing that I did appreciate 
that they did is they they made an effort to decipher the difference between Wanda Maximoff and the Scarlet Witch. They're two totally separate people. They are two totally separate people. It's it's not even it's not even about a feeling. It's not even about an emotion. It is a separate entity. It is a thing. And that is when the horror starts. And I'm telling you, it is a good time. It is a great film. I had fun. I think it was amazing. I think I, I would recommend this to any any fan of just and and if you ask like okay well on what degree is it horror like it's kind of like i don't know like it's so hard to say like it's not outright like gruesome horror it's not like jason Voorhees horror i think it's more like freddy krueger horror I think it's like specific things happen to specific people in particular ways. And it's almost like, yo, that was just that was a lot. Now, it's still a Marvel film and it's still an action, you know, oriented film. But my view is that the amount of of craziness that goes on in it is enough to allow me to put it in a genre of horror that I, I, if I was, if I had the DVD today, I would line it up in my horror films, not in my action films. It would go on my horror films. It would go right between freaking, uh, phantasm and poultry guys. <laughs> That's just it. But it's a good film. I think, I think definitely without kids should totally go and see it totally but moving on because i don't want to talk about bad stuff anymore i want to lighten up the mood so i did a thing i did a thing and i don't know if i did a good thing i just know i did a thing i bought disco elysium and i don't know how to feel about it so a few years ago i heard about the game and, you know, I was like, it sounds interesting. And then I believe they came out with some director's cut or edition or something of that nature. I don't know. But it's something where I guess they I, I guess they were they were touted for having like this robust amount of voice acting like oh my god they just have so much voice acting so i guess this new edition this complete edition they added way more voice acting and like every single thing in the game was voice acted and it was like millions of lines of dialogue i'm like okay that's great but how does the game play now i went on ign which i really don't trust but you know there's the few times and they gave it, they gave it, the dude initially gave it a nine. And then for the re-release, he gave it a 10, gave it a masterpiece. 
and 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 you know a lot of and I, and I usually I usually look at that like as a curve because it's kind of like okay that could just be you liking that genre particularly you know there there could be multiple different facets on why you gave it that super you know because he could have gave it a nine point five but he gave it a straight up ten and I just don't know how to feel about the game. Like I like to be honest, I bought it because it was on sale. It was on sale. It was uh, I think regular price is like thirty nine ninety nine on Steam, and it's thirteen bucks right now. So it was like, yeah, that was a no brainer. But I started it up last night, and I cut it off because I said, you know, I don't got time to play this. I'm just being honest. I don't got time for this. Is so many other games that I'm playing right now. Like we just talked about all the emulation that I'm doing. So that's one thing. I'm playing Vampire Survivors. I think I said Saviors last week. It's Survivors. Vampire Survivors. And that game is actually deeper than I thought it was. People are online posting methods and, and ways to get like thousands of coins and stuff like that because you need the currency in order to grow your characters. And man i'm just like yo this is this is kind of crazy you know and they got over 20 heroes and you know a different hero can fit a different kind of play style and i'm just like trying them all out and it's such a good game and and i know man I, you gotta you gotta congratulate a person like that if you if you mess around and make a game with minimal resources and minimal investment and turn around and make a smash hit that is going to sell millions and millions of copies Bro, you are doing the right thing. <laughs> you are doing the absolute right thing. And whatever he's doing, it is working because that game is that the the formula to that game is aces. So that's what I've been playing a lot of. Um. So, yeah, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about Disco Elysium. I really don't. And I've also been playing a lot of Final Fantasy 15. And. I know that, you know, like I've said before, like, oh, when I get my Steam Deck, I'm going to um, I'm going to buy I'm going to I'm going to get 14 again and I'm going to get back into that. And that's going to just be what it is. And it's like I had to talk myself out of that. I really did. I had to talk myself out of it because. As fun as Final Fantasy 14 is as a game, the realization is that I don't have anybody to play with. That's just the realness. And every time I've ever gone and, you know, reinitiated that game, I've always been by myself, regardless of how how much I look for somebody to play with. Just never am able to, you know. Uh, you know, uh, get anybody in a collective where I can achieve anything. And then people talk about it all the time. They say, oh, well, in my experience, people are nice. Bullshit. In my experience, people are asses. Oh, well, you should join a guild. Yeah. I've, how many applications do you need to put in before they accept you? You know, is there something on my profile that says that I am not worthy of the time and the effort? Because I'd like to know. You know, so it, it, it's, you know, like I just really like I'm I love that game and I'm enthusiastic about the game. I think the game in itself is amazing. But I just think they they harbor a very negative 
um, community. I, I just think their community is just complete trash, and it's just it's just weird. I, I don't know. Like so, I've been playing Final Fantasy 15 instead, <laughs> and it's crazy because playing Final Fantasy 15, like you know, it makes me wonder. Like, is this a bad game? Because you don't you don't really hear people talk about Final Fantasy 15 the way that you hear them talk about like the classic six or seven or let's just say the 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 front nine you know the front nine get talked about constantly as classics right and i'm not i'm not asking like oh is is 15 a classic because i think it takes a little bit more time to acquire the the understanding you know what a game has done in its in its time of existing and you know uh how it still exists today and i mean the the game is more than a few years old um but it's fun as hell you know like the only thing that i would ever knock that game for the only thing i ever do knock that game for is just i just i personally am invested in the summons of it all you know, I, I, I'm, I'm all about the summons. You know, even even if you make, you know, my acquisition of the summons, you know, dungeon crawls, give me like 20 of them. I don't care if you make those dungeon crawls damn near impossible. Just give me like 20 possibilities to just add to my arsenal so that I could successfully, you know, challenge the opposition. You know, it's just, you know, the only thing that stinks to me is just that all of their summons are driven by the main story. It's not a fact of like, oh, well, you can go through this game and you could totally skip getting this. You know, no, you got to get them all. You have to get the ones that that they you know, that are in this that are in the game. And one of them, you know, one of them is against you and the other one. You know, one of one of the the six is against you and the other one, you never get the control. And I just think that's bum. I mean, at least in New Game Plus, let me have access to all of them. And that was and once I realized that wasn't the case, I was like, yeah, I'm done. But I but, you know, I had to jump back in uh, once I got it on Steam Deck. I jumped back in and started it from, you know, the very beginning again. And it's man, it's still a magical game. I like as far as the story aspect separate and away from what my wishes are, um, you know, as far as the mechanics and all that, the story is great. Like, I love it. I love turning in at the end of my, you know, my mission on that day and, you know, thumbing through the pictures and having them, you know, the characters comment on the photos. I love going out and getting the resources to, you know, make, uh, you know, different dishes when we're out camping and stuff like that. Like all that stuff is super boss. And I love that stuff. Like it just like I literally have only had the game for a week and with a working schedule, I think I've put in 22 hours like that's, you know, like that's a lot. And that's and that and, and that's not and that that's not even you know, the first game that I, I've had, you know, on, on Steam, <clears throat> you know, I've had plenty of games on Steam and I got games where I've got 40 hours and, you know, did those, you know, well, yeah, I think I did 40 hours, uh, 
on uh, uh, Bioshock Infinite in like a week. But that's when I wasn't working, you know. So, you know, get that that said, give me give me a whole nother week and I'll be I'll definitely be over 40 hours, you know, like craziness. But it, but it's a good game. I, I, I think it's a good game. Um, I want to know what people think about the game. I want to know what people I want to know how people compare it to, let's say. 10, 12, 13. And yeah, those because because 11 and 14 being that they're online are really not applicable to a conversation. But like, how do they, how you know, like, how does Noctis compare to Lightning, you know, or Ash, you know, like, how does he compare to those characters? I like, I think he's super boss. I actually like, I actually like him as a protagonist. I love his buddies, um, you know, the Kingsguard. Like, I love them. Like, it's, it's such a great game. Um, and it's a, it's a super expansive game. It's huge. Now, I remember like when I was when I first played through it, it was on PS4 and um, I remember that, you know, like I think I had the strategy guy with me. So everything I did was right on bullet points. It was like doot, 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 everything just just, you know, where you're going. Oh, but if you want to go fishing, you can go over here, you know, like stuff like that. But like to play it without a guide and just to kind of just flow it just it feels so organic and it's a great experience it's a super good experience i really am enjoying it but speaking of like expansive one question that i have and this is a game unrelated but is elden ring too big now that's a question that i've actually asked myself today before i started recording because i was playing some Elden Ring and it's crazy because my 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 experience in like the last I don't know five six initiations of of trying of attempting to play Elden Ring has just been for not it's just like I get nowhere you know like I don't even get to a brick wall because it's kind of like I'm just like going but there's no direction and I'm just like lost and yeah, like I'll end up to something that, you know, seems to be opposing in my in my direction. But, you know, narrative doesn't kick in and all this other jazz that you would expect out of, you know, a game with with some type of direction. And this has none. Um, I think I've only hit two plot points as far as the narrative. And that was like the first two bosses. And outside of that, I've, I've like I don't even have an idea or a clue where the next place is I should be like I have no idea and it, it, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way like I love the game um you know just in the experience of playing something that's similar to uh you know souls likes that I've played before but it's a lot that I just kind of get irritated about like you know like one thing that really bothers me is like I look at, I look online and I watch all these people and they got these costumes and you know, these weapons and everything that looks just so unique to their experience. And I'm still just I'm still in the basic outfit that they gave me when I started the game. And it's so weird to me. And I'm just like, I fought two major bosses. I've been through maybe three little side dungeons. 
and I haven't gotten anything that could represent my, you know, my, my trials up to this point outside of, you know, being a, a particular level, but man, I would love a, like a super cool sword or whatever. And, and the thing is, is that I'm, I'm, I'm really trying hard not to let YouTube become like the primary resource on how I gain or obtain, you know, any particular weapon or this, that, and the third. It's like, because then it defeats the purpose of what the game was invented around. It's like, you're supposed to explore, but in exploration, I don't get anywhere. Like I literally turn the game on and we'll be playing for like a couple of hours and get absolutely nowhere. And it's like, yo, what did I just do? I didn't even get to a dungeon. Like they like like I hear, you know, I hear all the time, oh, there's all these hidden dungeons. Where are they hidden at? Cause and they must be really well hidden because I run into nothing. Like like every single time I turn the game on, I'm like literally I'm I'm like, I kid you not, I'm always gonna be at the site of grace that is right where you start the game. I've opened up other sites of grace. But all those other sites of grace lead me nowhere. They're just like, they just, it's just like, why would I start here if I'm just going to run into a brick wall? Like this isn't, I'm not going anywhere. It's just, it's a little crazy. So I do get a little frustrated with the game I was playing today. I did kind of figure or find some places that I haven't seen. So it sparked a little bit of my interest again, but ultimately it just makes me wish that Bloodborne 2 was a thing, you know, because if this, you know, if if Elden Ring is their effort for an expansive and open game, then I definitely wish for something more claustrophobic, you know, something a little bit more shut in, you know, like that. I, I think that's what I liked about Bloodborne so much is that it was such an intimate environment. Everything was just close and together. And even in even in that, it's like you didn't, you know, like you knew where you had to go, but you had a couple of ways to get there and you could always double back and do other stuff. So there was still a there was still an aspect of it being open. But I but I definitely feel like Elden Ring is just too open. And. You know, like I never like to put it on the onus of like people and say, oh, nobody's helping me. Like, nah, it's not their job. You know, it should just I mean, because because here's the thing. I I really only want to ask for help when I get to a point where help is warranted like a boss. I'm not getting into any bosses. I'm not getting anything. I'm I'm expanding the map. I've been grabbing map fragments. I've been, you know, uh, I've been riding the horse all around town. You know, I get to certain things where it's just kind of like, yeah, you're a big enemy, but you're definitely not the pivotal point of why I need to be in this location. You're not the part of why I need to be here. You know, I've run into one off enemies where, again, it's just like, yeah, you would be you would be a boss if if there was supposed to be one in this area. But once I beat you, what's the next task? So I don't know, like I really, really, really want to like Elden Ring like a lot. I don't think it's as perfect of a game as a lot of people make it out to be. I think it's definitely a game that just falls in line with, you know, the particular um, players who who enjoy um, and relish more or less 
in in environments and games like that because there are gamers who have beaten it day one and and can keep going i'm not that dude you know but i definitely want to make the effort and accomplish something in there but i just yeah i think it's just too big for me to accomplish anything but what do you guys think uh you think Elden ring's too big uh you think final fantasy 15 is uh, a good good game or a bad game like or, or are you just kind of in the middle um have you ever played disco elysium um and how do you feel about the game um have you seen dr strange and the multiverse of madness yet and also do you emulate video game systems or are you just um an avid collector of systems i would really like to know uh what your stance is on any and all of this you guys can always hit me up on the twitter more ta podcast um i'm always there uh listening and waiting to converse with you so with that being said i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna go play some games you guys have been great you guys always do me that favor take care of yourselves and each other and i will see you guys next time bye guys